0: Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Burgess Maths Podcast. Um, Nice to have you. It's uh, Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. As I said, that sudden lockdown kind of moment of going, it is Tuesday, isn't it? Uh, um, Yeah, no, it's Tuesday today. Um, I'm just trying to record this quite quickly before uh, I teach another lesson on uh, Google Meet. So uh, if you're uh, one of my year 10 students on a Tuesday and you're about to have a lesson with me, you know that this is what I'm doing just before I uh, come on to your lesson. So I thought I would uh, just quickly do the pod and uh, make sure uh, I got it done earlier today because it was so late last night that I was like, oh, I need to make sure I'm a bit more organized today uh, with my time. So, uh, yeah, that was it's been good fun. Um, yeah, I don't know really what's happened really. I, oh, the first thing was um, I did my scorer's course yesterday. So, um, I sat down um to do my uh for the ECB for the English Cricket Board, England and Wales Cricket Board, sorry, um, and uh, so they set up a course online so you could learn how to score properly. I was I was up in I had to pass a test. I had to actually do a test for it at the end, which uh, I was quite pleased with. Um, and I I passed, so um, that's a good point. And I got a couple of questions wrong, um, and uh, I, I need the answers to those ones. So one of them was true or false. And it was a bit tricky. It was a bit hard one. It was like, you know, if a batsman does this and then this happens and then this happens, you're like, yeah, I'd, I'd kind of rediscuss it with the person next door to me, I think. Like, you, you, it's not kind of... And then little bit, I was like, my book is over, another, my notes are on the other side of the room. I can't be bothered to go and look at it. So, um, But uh, yeah, no, it was good fun. It was good fun. I, I'm, I'm thinking I might actually do it properly and uh, get in touch with some people about doing it. But of course, nothing's going to happen at the moment because let's be honest here, no sport is happening apart from the Bundesliga. So I didn't speak about that. Just like got quite excited this weekend because I did actually watch some of the Bundesliga from Germany. It is really weird and echoey, but at least it was live sport. It was weird. So uh, I decided that um, I was chatting with one of my mates and we were like, actually, you should have a uh, team. Like, if you it's only sportless around at the moment, so really you need a team to be able to support. So um, and then one of my uh, teacher friends. Uh, sent me a, a link to uh, Twitter with uh, which teams should you support kind of ideas. Um, and uh, that didn't help at all because it was all based upon who you support in the Premiership and my team's not in the Premiership, so that was the end of that. Um, so I've gone for Leipzig. I've gone for RB Leipzig. Um, no idea why, but uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see how they go. Um, let's be honest, here, it's a Bundesliga I can always change if, if in doubt. So not to go for Bayern because that seemed a bit too obvious. Um, so uh, yeah I've gone for Leipzig I was going to go for one of the two places in Germany I have been to but I read up and they're both useless so Berlin and uh, Bremen i the Bremen at the moment are a bit on a down spell, so I thought probably not best not to go for the team that's just going to lose all the time that might be a bit um, rubbish but at least that means you've got something invested in to watch uh, when you watch it so uh, there we go you never know hopefully I might even get to go to some live sport by the end of this year you never know you never know um, I've just bought my season ticket, um, and uh, this was quite exciting. I was actually an answer to one of the PE quizzes uh, yesterday. So, uh, yep, it's all of you who did uh, the quiz, um, yes, I am a season ticket holder at Harlequins. Yeah. Um, so, I, I'm, in fact, I've just renewed for next season as well. Um because they're a bit short of money, so if anyone wants to uh, renew for Harlequins or go to come coming season to get hold at Harlequins, please get in touch. I think I might get some like referral discount. Uh, who knows? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm quite excited about another season. That'll be my third one in a row. I'm like I'm quite excited about doing that. Um, and then what's uh, the last thing I've just done is prom committee. So prom com was just on at lunchtime today with a few students and a few teachers, um, talking about the rearranged prom. So if you're year 11, um, at my school, make sure you get your prom tickets, um, for the rearranged prom, because it's going to be very exciting. And, uh, we're looking forward to seeing you all there. So, uh, that's been another thing. And I got, um, so deliveries, deliveries left, right and center today. So, uh, yeah, when the, uh, poor postman turned up with three things, he was like, I didn't, th- I don't think you look particularly happy. Um, but I got, uh, some discounted England rugby stuff. So, um, Thanks to Mr. Tuppety to for that link. Uh, so I got I got a New England shirt, so um, oh, which is quite exciting because I realised that my old one is actually quite old. Um, so it's the 2003 World Cup winning uh, rugby shirt, but that means it's now 17 years old as a rugby shirt. Um, so it probably needed a new one. Um, it's still going though, it's still going really well. It's starting to, it looks still white, so that's a good thing. But I thought it's about time I got a new one. It doesn't look like something out of the 80s and uh, um uh, and stuff and uh, i got off my first little letter from uh one of my little buddies who's five so um yeah he sent me a little thank you note which is lovely so it's first time i've ever had a letter from them so uh yeah it was very really cute and very nice so uh although he did call me rod rather than rob so um, that was um, interesting. Um, but uh, he's obviously listening to his parents way too much. Um, so I thought today we'd look at, um, so last uh, podcast, we'd list, I was going to say lesson then. last podcast, uh, we looked at um, uh, the start of computing and how maths influenced that one. And the next bit is how it kind of really influenced um, the very beginnings of computing, the very kind of electronic side of computing, not just the mechanical side. Um, and so this starts with a mathematician called Boole, um, George Boole, who was an Englishman who uh, went over to Ireland as a mathematical professor in Ireland, and he came up with uh, what we now call as Boolean algebra, and it's logic. So he worked on logic problems to try and work it out. And so what he did was he set up kind of a true or false statement for two different things so if it was true it had a value of one and if it was false it had a value of zero and we get to what we kind of start to get to knowing is computing so we've got um, and then he started to set up logic problems so how you could do and or um, and not as well and so things that uh, were and you could multiply your two things together, and if you got one, then that was and. If you uh, added them together and got one, then that means or. And if you uh, multiply them together and uh, added them together and got zero, then you got not as well. So, um, but you could start to then work on um, different uh, calculations involving them. And this had a kind of a big implication on mathematical logic. Um, which meant that because obviously with zeros and ones, this meant that uh, you could start to then do electronic calculations once uh, circuits started. And if we could build logic gates using circuits because on or off. And that's how our computers still work today is they send uh, pulses of electrical signal on or off. So one or zero, on being one, off being zero. And that creates um, a a whole binary set of numbers. Um, because it can set on and off, on and off, on and off, as many millions of times a second. But this comes from the mathematical theory of Boolean algebra. But one of the other things that really came out of it, of Boolean algebra, was a thing called set theory. Now, set theory is where you've got groups of numbers which satisfy certain criteria. Now, you could set up different sets depending on what you've got so you could set up all the uh, numbers uh, that are all the odd numbers less than 100 you could set um all, uh, a group of set of all dogs uh, you could set up a, a third set of all ideas that are possible um now set theory would work and use boolean algebra to start to work it out and people started to like play around with set theory and all the different sets that could happen until a guy called john Venn who was a British priest and a logistician, uh, logistician and uh, decided that he better start um, doing something other than building cricket bowl, ball bowling machines. It sounds great. But he decided to come up with something different. And he came up with the Venn diagram. Now, a Venn diagram is a really simple way to be able to show different sets. And it does this by having a rectangle around the outside, which it contains all the things that could possibly happen. And then you've got sets within the whole universal set, which you make as circles. Now, it could be you've got two different things which have a crossover, an and part, and therefore those two things cross over within the rectangle. And that overlap represents X and Y and uh You've got X or Y would be everything with the contained in the circles completely, and so we start to then build up kind of that idea about sets. Now we start to do that with Venn diagrams, and you can get start to get new uh, symbols, so the complement sets, uh, the intersection sets, uh, the union set, and various different things within it. Now that was really good, and we started to get better ideas about set theory and started to understand what was going on. Until a guy called, a German mathematician called Georg Cantor. I, th- I think I've said Georg, right? I'm just going off the sound of music, to be honest. Uh, Georg <laughs> Cantor, or Georg, yeah, Georg. we will go with Georg. Um, Georg Cantor, um, who um, was interested in infinite sets. So sets of numbers which go on and on forever. So if we take, say, uh, the counting set, what mathematicians uh call the natural numbers. So if you've got... Um, the counting set, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and you go on forever. Okay, now we know that that would go on and on forever, and that's called the natural numbers. But we've also got another infinite set. So what we call all the real numbers. Now the real numbers are any numbers which are can be fractions, can be um, negative numbers, um, can be irrational numbers, can be basically any number you can ever think about that's real, that exists. So none of our imaginary numbers. Um, And this is a continuous list of real numbers. And so it goes on forever and ever and ever. But hang on a minute, the natural numbers went on forever and ever and ever. And the real numbers went on forever and ever and ever. So surely there must be the same number in both of those because they've both got infinite uh, sets of numbers. So they go on forever. If one set goes on forever and the other one goes on forever, then surely they've got the same number in them but that doesn't make sense does it because we know that 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 must have less numbers than 1 1.00001 1.00002 and so on and um, so there must be different stages of infinity um and this is what he started to do is that he started to um prove that infinity has different uh, values so one is a smaller value of infinity than another okay hard work to get your head round, but one would be smaller than the other but both would be infinite so this is where mathematicians start to um divergent and, and not kind of accept infinity as a number so as much as you might start to think about infinity and you could claim it's a number And sometimes we do as mathematicians because it's easier. But actually, it's more of a concept. Because an infinity kind of has different levels to it. You can have different values of infinity. In fact, you can sum to infinity. And you can take away from infinity. And you can do things with infinite sets. Um, And that's where kind of Gail Cantor's kind of ideas start to work out. Now, he did come up with, though, um, a, a hypothesis and it's called the continuum hypothesis, and it states that there is no set that has more members than the set of integers, but fewer numbers than the set of real numbers. I'll say that again. So there is no set that has more members than the set of integers, but fewer members than the set of real numbers. So he's saying that within those two infinities, there shouldn't be, a, there's not a third infinity in the middle somewhere, Um and has proved a little bit tricky for mathematicians so um it's been proved mathematically mathematically that it can't be proved mathematically and it's also been proved that it can't be disproved mathematically so it's kind of left in a bit of a limbo land because what we've got at the moment is that using our current kind of mathematics We can't prove it, but we can't disprove it either. Therefore, it's still a hypothesis, it's still a theory, it's not a theorem. But we still can't prove it either way. And so we know that somewhere we've got to extend maths into a new way to be able to do that. So to be able to prove this either way, we're going to have to extend maths. And this is where the cutting edge of maths kind of starts to work out, is that things aren't all proved and disproved. Everything up to where we've been up to now has been because it's constant what we're doing, okay? Um, And so maths, this is where it's exciting because maths is constantly um, evolving and changing and discovering new things. And one of those things is to do with set theory. And so tomorrow we're going to look at uh, another branch of maths which is fairly new um, and is still on the cutting edge of kind of maths. Okay, lovely to speak to you all. I uh, hope you all have an amazing rest of the day. It's so gorgeous and sunny outside. I think I'm going to go and sit in the garden later and just and have a barbecue because it's absolutely lovely out there. I just had lunch outside and it was beautiful. So um hope you all have an amazing rest of the day. Um, and uh, oh, tomorrow, Wednesday, well, I mean, Wednesday looks really nice. So um, enjoy. Um, I am think I'm going to go and try and plant some plants in the garden. And uh, have an amazing time. And uh, catch you all soon. Bye-bye.